Welcome to the Teach Starter Podcast, where teaching inspiration begins. At Teach Starter, we help teachers and their students have more of those amazing aha moments in the classroom. We think teaching is the best job in the world, and we're here to help you thrive, teachers. Let's do this. Today's guest is Ali Lovejoy, whose passion is undeniably and completely contagious, even through photos. You can follow her on Instagram at Miss Lovejoy Teachers. Um, Ali, could you please tell us a little bit about the role that you currently hold? Yes. So I am a special education teacher at an elementary school in the U.S., Minnesota, and I work primarily with kids who have emotional and behavioral disorders, actually. So I'm not sure if that's what it's called, where you guys, where all your listeners are from, but basically it's going to be students who have mental health disorders, possibly, such as PTSD or ODD, ADHD, the list could go on and on. But I have 23 students that I um, teach. I'm kind of a resource teacher, but me and my co-teacher actually tackle that together along with six paras. So we have a pretty big team, a wonderful team, which I'm so thankful for. But we're basically there to teach math, social skills, reading, all those areas that they need a little bit more help with in those 30-minute increments. And then also we're there as a resource in case they're a little too escalated to be in the classroom. So Right. Okay. So you have do you have a separate um, room that they can withdraw to for your we time do. with them? We are so lucky to have two classrooms for our program, actually. Mm-hmm. We have one classroom that we call a learning room. So that's where all of our social skills and math and reading groups take place. And then we also have a problem solving room, which is more when a student's escalated. They can go in there. That's the place where they're allowed to be mad. We always stress that it's okay to be mad. We all have feelings. If they need Mm -hmm. to be mad, they can go into the problem solving with a paraprofessional or a teacher. And we just use those de-escalation strategies in there and take a little break. Right. That sounds like such a fantastic supportive environment for those kids. Right. We always talk about being proactive rather than reactive. So they're always welcome to come to our room to take breaks. Is that common in in Minnesota? Is that a common model of um, education? All the schools I've worked at, at least, I was a paraprofessional before teaching. We always try to be inclusive as possible. So if our students are on an IEP, we want them in the classroom as much as possible unless they're having a tough day or they have those specific areas like reading, math, or social skills that they just need a little bit more help in. So in reality, our students aren't really out of the general education classroom more than an hour a day, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And usually it's just a half an hour a day for social services time, but we try to keep it at a minimum. Yeah, that's really interesting because here in Australia, the model that we use often, and I used to be what they called a learning intervention teacher, Mm -hmm. and that is to withdraw um, small groups of students from their mainstream classroom and take them to a withdrawal space, like a small room, and then do some really targeted, Mm -hmm. effective um, teaching strategies and um, just getting them to learn in at their level. So it's kind of like a lower level. Right. Um, but they might be, you know, same sort of thing. Like they might have some behavioral issues. They might have some emotional issues mm-hmm. and yeah, working with them. But it sounds like a really cool way to have it, um, have the consistency, I guess, and the continuity of them having their own room that they can feel ownership of and know where they're going. Right. Yeah, really lovely. Yes, exactly. And then when they're in the general education classroom, they have that paraprofessional support to kind of, if they need a little extra yeah. help, they're in there. That's help really them. good. So they still yeah, have that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the um, specific 
um, emotional or mental disorders that your students come to you with? So I would say the majority of our students would probably be oppositional defiant disorder, um, a few with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, a little ADHD sprinkled in there too. And then I have a few under the autism spectrum disorder mm-hmm. uh, category, which is actually an area I'm super passionate, passionate about. I've been passionate about that since I was a young girl in elementary school. I remember always feeling drawn to those students and wanting to make sure that they felt special and included. So oh, that's lovely. That's so nice that you yeah. developed that kind of calling so early on in your life. Um, did you always want to become a special education teacher, even from a young age? Yes, I did. Like I said, in elementary school, I was always kind of drawn to those students. But the classroom that I actually work in today, I interned in in high school. So oh. I got the chance to kind of dip my toes in a little bit. I would go for an hour each day and sit on, sit in on a social skills lesson with the same group of kids. So throughout the year, I got to know these kids and really see them at their best and then see them when they were struggling too. So I really, that's when I fell in love with it. And then when I went to college, I actually worked as a paraprofessional in college too. And I worked mainly with autism, a little bit with behaviors. And that kind of confirmed it for me. It was like, yep, this is where I need to be. The days flew by. I fell in love with the kids and it confirmed my passion. That's for sure. That's that's so great. So do you see yourself staying in special education or additional needs education long-term? It's a good question. So I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do. I do think that I want to stay in the topic of mental health and special education, whether it be teaching behaviors, teaching with the autism area, or even possibly teaching at the college level and teaching future teachers how to be teachers one day, whether it's special ed or general ed. I love both areas, but just teaching people in general. So I'd maybe go down that route. I know the burnout rate for behaviors is pretty quick. So my goal is five years, but if I can make it more, I'd like to stay where I'm at as long as possible. So we'll see. It's so great to see your enthusiasm and your like excitement for your career because Mm -hmm. it, Oh, I love it. (laughs) It would be a very challenging (laughs) job, but I can just tell you do love it. It's amazing. I, I, it's really great talking to teachers who just kind of ooze that happiness about their job Mm -hmm. and the joy that they've got for their jobs. So for sure. Well done. We really appreciate teachers like you. Thank you. Yeah, it's really inspiring. So speaking of passion, what are your um, three main passions when it comes to education? I would say my main number one passion overall is building relationships, whether it's with students or my colleagues in the school, other teachers. I love the fact that I get to build relationships with people all day. I'm not sitting behind a desk. I'm not just sitting at my computer and doing nothing. I'm around, out and about, getting to know people. And then the students, it's like getting to know their backgrounds, their parents, where they come from. It's it's just so much fun to me. So I, I really enjoy that. Then the other two areas I would say would be just seeing growth, whether it's behaviorally or academically. Those are, I think every teacher would say they teach for the light bulb moments. And we don't always see behavioral life light bulb moments as often as we do academics. So that's why I also like the academic light bulb moments too, because we can kind of get those on the daily. Mm-hmm. And then when we do get the behavioral light bulb moments, it's like, I feel like I'm really making a difference. So that's another one of my top two passions for sure. Yeah. And those breakthroughs, like they might be kind of few and far between, but it makes them all the more meaningful, doesn't it? When you finally get them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Speaking of that, because it is a strenuous job and it takes a lot of um, not only brain power, but also it takes a lot of heart to do your job because you invest a lot of your emotions and you take a lot of your kids' oh, right. stuff home, I'm, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. What is the most challenging part of your job right now? It's a good question. Um, we all know being a teacher, is a, it's a tough job altogether. It can be tough, but like you said, it's so rewarding, so it makes it worth it. But I think for me, the toughest part, and this probably comes with being a newer teacher, is the fact that I feel like I'm making many split-second decisions all day, every day, and just trying to make sure that I'm making the right decision for the students and not worrying about what other people are thinking when I'm doing it. I'm really thinking about my students, and those decisions can be the toughest part just to make sure, you know, you have that guilt in your stomach like did I do the right thing and that's the hardest thing for me I would say and I think a lot of first year teachers would probably agree with that but yeah Ali I think I'm working on it I think a lot of <laughs> teachers in general would agree with that because right we take so much home with us we take so much baggage home we take mm-hmm. on board a lot of what our kids are going through and then on top of that we if you especially if you're working with children who are disadvantaged in some way or have a learning disability or mm-hmm. yeah it must be it must be quite hard but um we need people like you doing that job so amazing mm. you're, you're just lovely and I love looking Thank on you. your Instagram because it's so inspirational you share these amazing things that you're doing with your kids mm-hmm. and um another thing that you're really big on is supporting other beginning teachers who might be having the same challenges as you so Mm -hmm. here in Australia our fourth year graduates are about to finish their teaching degrees it's their last couple of weeks of university and they're become that we're about to okay so we're about to welcome a new wave of teachers into our profession um what's your biggest tip for a newly minted teacher entering the profession right now the biggest tip I would give to first year teachers would be build relationships with everybody, build relationships with your students, of course. I mean, that first week, if you don't touch academics, so be it. Just build the relationships with kids, but not only the kids, build the relationships with your teachers on your grade level, the teachers outside of your grade level, the admin, the secretaries, because they run the school, the custodians, because they can get you what you really need. Um, Just really get to know people and make sure because otherwise you're kind of on an island you know if you aren't building those relationships you don't have those people to hold you up and help you be the best teacher that you can be I would say any person you and parents that's another big one build relationships with parents I know that can be tough but when you have parents on your side it's really helpful so relationships relationships always amazing yeah I 100% agree have you ever can you think of a time when a parent-teacher relationship that you've formed has helped you in, with a particular student? I would say parents know their students best. I mean, there are many times where we just need kind of like some kind of reinforcer for a student. And we often will ask students, so what do you want to work for? If you could have anything in the school day, a prize or something that you could work for, what would it be? And they're always, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really want to work for anything. But sometimes just talking to the parents, they're like, going to list off a list of 20 things that they know that their child would want to work for. Mm -hmm. So little things like that, it's just that they know them so much better than anyone else in the world. So parents are key. They can help you out in so many different situations. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you could think of one thing that you love the most about teaching, what would that be? The kids. The kids just make it so much worth it. Even on their bad days, like you said earlier, those make the great days even better. So the kids are what I'm here for. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Ali. Thanks for connecting with me this morning, evening. For sure. Thank you so much. Good on you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yes, you too. Bye, Ali. Bye-bye. Visit teachstarter.com to view all our engaging and easy-to-use classroom resources.